Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, <clears throat> welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Cartoon Therapy and me. That's me at Cartoon Therapy or the show at Strict Anonymous. If you could write a review for my show, write a review. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you uh, want to buy my book, I wrote a book, I drew a book. It's like a graphic novel about like my really bad relationships. <laughs> and they're really bad. And they're just like true stories. Um, it'll definitely make you feel better about yourself. You could buy my book on Amazon. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck. That's me. <laughs> That's the former me. Okay. Uh, and you could also go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and just click on buy the book and you can buy it that way. Uh, if you want to be on the show, you just go to that same website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show and send me an email or send an email to strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> And uh, I'll have you on the show. This is the Colin Advice Show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. So if you want to be on, if you have a problem or a secret life or a really good story you want to tell while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, doesn't really matter, um, you could be on the show. So send me an email. Uh, today I have on a guy who wrote in. He's a recent listener of the show. And then he was like, I got a story for you. He didn't give me any information 
going into the call, which I prefer. Uh, so I had no idea what was going to happen. And he told the whole story uh, in a really good way. Like, I mean, you know, he just like, it unfolded like reading a good book. So I decided that I'm not going to tell you anything really about the story either. You're going to go in just the way I did, sort of oblivious. Uh, I'll tell you the end of the story. Uh, I didn't even know that, but I'll tell you the end, which is like, he's like, because I think it's going to be the title. Like he's like revenge fucking escorts. <laughs> and you, if you want to know why he's doing that, why he's screwing escorts, uh, and, and like secretly, uh, you have to listen to the whole story. Uh, and his name is, uh, I think it's Chris or I don't know. People make up names. I don't, oh no, Don, 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 Don or Don, Don. That was, uh, that's what I call him. So, uh, you're going to hear his story. You're going to hear why he's screwing escorts behind everyone's back and what that's all about. And like I said, it's like kind of like hearing a good book, reading a good book, but you're going to be listening to it like a book on tape. (laughs) I don't know. It's a good story. You know, it's not like an uncommon story. It's kind of like a typical story. But to me, it doesn't matter how many times you hear a story like this. It's always a little different. Each story has its own sort of things that make it unique and interesting. And you can analyze these kinds of stories in 10,000 different ways. And that's why I like doing my show to prove that. Uh, So this is another one of those kind of stories which I'm not going to tell you about. It's so, it's so obvious probably what it's about. I don't know why I'm keeping you in the dark. <laughs> but that's just the mood I'm in today. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to just get right to the episode. And I'll be right back on with Dawn. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Uh, hey, Don Don. I'm going to call you Don Don, or should I just call you Don? <laughs> Don. Either one's fine. Okay, Don. Yeah. Let's just say Don. Don Don sounds like you're like a child. Um, <laughs> hey, Don. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm doing good. So uh, we're taping through WhatsApp, like online, right? So like if, I don't know, if shit goes bad, whatever, we'll start over again. But I think that this is going to work. And just so people know, because I'm talking to you and you're out of the country, I'm not going to say where you're from. You know, other people from other parts of the country, I mean, from other parts of the world can call in because like most people I get are normally within the United States, right? But, But because people can call through WhatsApp and other things like that, I can have people from all over now call in so that's a good thing but anyway you don't live here but you listen to the show and you wrote in and you didn't give me much information which I prefer actually I mean I have no idea what your secret life is all about but the truth is you have kind of a secret life that you said if people found out about they'd be pretty surprised and this happened like maybe a couple years ago something happened and it sort of changed you and I don't know so where do you start you got to start with the story because I don't really have any information no, that's it. I, I wanted to keep it kind of clean. So that I like that. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's basically three parts. Uh, mm-hmm. Start at the beginning. Uh, when I, uh, I'm in my early 40s now. Mm-hmm. And when I grew up, I was another one of these shy people, uh, kept to myself, didn't really, even in high school, didn't get out much, didn't do much. But I always uh, hoped I would meet somebody and... Uh, Anyway, right out of high school, I started work and 
couple years in, uh, my future wife started working where I worked and, uh, long story short, we got together and everything went pretty good. Mm -hmm. She's, uh, yeah, she's five years younger than me, but, uh, we hit it off pretty early and she was sort of the same as me. She kind of reserved to kept to herself. Uh, but like I said, we went out a few times and pretty much right off, we hit it off and everything, everything really went well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the first part pretty boring but it it was a good start anyway go about five six years to the future and we end up still working in the same place uh we work kind of off shift not day shift not quite great it was kind of like in a place where there's a lot of people but after a certain time it's it's quieter right so so we worked with a few people it was a quite kind of a a small group, but we really got along well and people would start and stop and move in and out. And, uh, anyway, one day this newer guy started and we all got along really well. I became pretty good friends with him and she did too. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we hung out a little bit and at work after, or did, like you started to hang out outside of work or just... outside of work as well too. Okay. At work a lot, but outside of work as well. Okay. So, uh, Actually, about uh, six months in, my we uh, my girlfriend, who became my wife, she actually became friends with his wife, which was pretty cool. We all hung together. But about six or seven months into that, I started to get a little bit of an inkling there might have been more going on. I can't really... It was a few years ago, so I can't really give you 100% specifics, but I started to get just a feeling that maybe they were getting Swingers. a little bit... Yeah, mm-hmm. something wasn't quite right with it. But <laughs> so I so I every once in a while I'd confront her and not to be mean about it, but just sort of pick her brain, see if I could pick anything up and she always Wait, but up when you're death. saying her, do you mean you you were starting to think that something was going on with your wife and them or when or you're talking about when you say her, I was picking her brain. Are you talking about the other woman? No, no, no. It was my my wife and the guy. It was so, oh, all right. So you thought something was going on with your wife and the guy. Yes. Okay. I thought you were thinking maybe, because I was a little confused. I was thinking that you were thinking that maybe something was going on where the both of them wanted to like, you know, sort of swing with you guys. But you were thinking that something was going on with your wife and the guy and you started yes, picking exactly. her brain. Okay, cool. Exactly, and what does exactly. she say when you confront her? Well, she got a little bit defensive and she was taking it as I was not allowing her to have friends. And I started to feel kind of bad too, because... I didn't want to be that person that said, yeah. you know, a guy and a girl can't be friends. And of course I, I felt stupid after, but a little bit le- uh, long, a uh, while after I remember we at home, we were finished work one day and I was just going through my emails and we shared the computer. We had one computer in the house mm-hmm. and she happened to leave her email open and there was an email from this guy to her. And again, I can't really remember the specifics, but yeah. there was something something in there that didn't seem right. And again, I confronted her, and it led to a big fight. And again, I forgot about it. Fast forward about six months, we end up getting married, and things get better. But we, st- I still have that feeling inside. And, and you're still friends with them, hanging out with them, and the exactly, wife. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. There, I was friends with a guy, and we got along really well, and she got along really well with his wife, and. Anyway, it turned out, I think I was overreacting, and she was always really upset. There was a few times where I 
apologized and I was like, you know, maybe I was just being overprotective and I, I hated feeling like that. Yeah. And, it, and you, know, you feel like crazy. Said, I, Stuff like that exactly. makes you feel cr- literally crazy because one part of you is like, you feel like it's like the intuitive part of you feels like there's, you know, something's going on, but then the logical side of you tries to talk you out of it because she's saying that like, it just looks little crazy making shit. Exactly. You're hundred percent right. Because that's exactly how I felt at the time. I felt crazy. I was yeah. literally crazy. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to have my, my suspicions in one way, but I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't let people be friends. And I hated that. I and hated if you that. don't know, and you have no facts and there's no confirmation, then, you know, like so one part of you kind of thinks something's up and they, you think that, you know, it's something, but then another part of you doesn't know at all. So it's like, it's That's very, right. it's, it's very crazy to be in that position. Right. Mm-hmm. So about, like I said, about a year later or so, we, we end up getting married and they're still friends. And there was a one evening at work, though, I remember, I still remember it very vividly. And what happened was they both sort of disappeared. And again, I'm a little bit suspicious, but <laughs> oh it's like God. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time goes by and like, I don't see either one of them. And I'm like, it's, it's really odd. So I kind of took a walk around and there's certain areas that are really populated during the day but at night it, or at evening i mean it's really quiet so yeah. i kind of walk by and i see her walking around the corner and a really really weird look on her face and i'm like something's up so i turned the corner and there was like a washroom or something in the corner and i could have sworn i saw somebody but she grabbed me and kind of kind of put me in ease and i said okay again it was one of those things and it created a big fight but i forgot about it so this is basically the end of that uh, so you never then, got any kind of confirmation that anything was going no, on between the two of them, no, but you always exactly. had your sort of suspicions. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So about a few months after that, he, this guy that I was suspicious of ended up finding another job. He left. Uh, she was, my wife was still friends with, uh, his wife, but they, as time went on, they sort of fell out of favor. They didn't really talk as much and another six months or so my wife actually became pregnant mm-hmm. and we had, we had our daughter about a year later. So I kind of put everything to rest and everything. You must've been good. happy when that guy moved oh, away yeah. or you, right? Because like, of- yeah. Because like I said, I, I really honestly did like the guy. We got along really well. We hung out. We, you know, we, we'd watch sports together. We'd hang out outside of work and I was glad she had some friends too. And she really could confide in and everything was great. But at the same time, like you said, I wasn't really happy with them sort of disappearing sometimes. And I was always, always had a little part of me was suspicious. Yeah. You're always going to be distrustful as long as he's in the picture. So once he leaves the picture, you must've been fucking happy. I mean, oh, right. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. You know it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I said, my daughter was born. They showed up, saw the baby. Everything was great, but they, they sort of lost touch with each other and, Fast forward another five or six years, which is comes to about say four years ago, yeah. roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I work odd hours, we, uh, odd shifts. My wife doesn't work in the same place anymore, so she's kind of close but not close. Working around the house and working on my computer, doing something, and I happened to come across the file that it was like six or seven years old. I forget exactly, and they were actually copies of the emails that I had made when I was suspicious and I had completely, completely forgotten that I had done that. 
Mm-hmm. What had happened? What had happened was maybe two years before this, we had moved from our apartment into a house, and as I was packing stuff up, I had found a specific piece of laundry. Actually, what it was, it was a package, and inside the package was a uh, it was a pair of fishnet stockings. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really really odd, and I asked her about it, my wife, and she said, "Well, I bought them for you. I just forgot about them." I said, "Okay," because she. She knows I kind of like the lingerie stuff once yeah. in a while. And something like, listen, that answer kind of makes sense. That's right. Yeah. So I, I forgot completely about it. But then as I'm going through and reading these emails, there's two or three that I'd kept. And I don't remember the specifics, but all of a sudden I hit onto one email and it was this guy emailing her and he mentioned, he mentioned fishnet stockings and all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, something, right. Finally, you have some kind of connection. So that you're I'm not little, crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit torn because this is four years later, yeah. five years later, whatever. We have a daughter and everything seems pretty good. So I kind of sat on that for a couple of days and I, I wasn't sure what I should do. But I, I, all those things that I'd had from the past were starting to come back and I wasn't feeling too good, good about it. Mm-hmm. So finally, one day I confronted her. I said, listen, I said, I have these. And I said, I know wrong to do, but I said something. And Right away, she sort of started to break down, and she says, "Yeah, the it happened. I had an affair, and what I found oh, out was why did she tell you? Yeah, she was like because in actually, the clear. She could have just oh, yeah. made up another lie. She was doing yeah. so good. <laughs> and really, what had happened was it was much worse than I thought because it had been going on for a long, long time. It was oh. like two or three years. It was oh, before and after God. we got married and." They were fucking right in the same building while you guys were at work, yep. like everything. And I, ugh. and I still work in the same place. So I go back to work and I'm like, everything reminds me of it. And it's just, oh my God. Yeah, that's I mean, I bad. Was, I was literally completely crushed because my work was kind of violated and my wife and my French, every, I just, in an instant, I had no trust for anybody ever again. And I'm like, I just don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. So I... And like I said, I, I tried to be calm about it, for but for about a month there, I was really not pleasant to be around. I kept to myself, like around other people, but when she was around, I wasn't very pleasant. I uh-huh. How old was your daughter at this point? I want to say about six or seven years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. She she had just started school, so she wasn't very old. And right. But the thing the thing that bothered me too was I went back to that thing with the uh, the fishnets, and when I I remember when I opened it, there was a receipt still in the package and it was purchased whatever, it was December of whatever year it was, which was about two months before my wife was pregnant. Oh God. So I basically asked her, I said, is there any chance that (gasps) she's not mine? Yeah. And all she told me was, no, I know my body. That's it. I'm like, well, that's not really an answer for me because it doesn't, that doesn't guarantee me anything. Not that it really matters because by now, no matter what. Right, my daughter. Right, but change. still, right. But it's one of those things that was eating at me. Like, I'm, I kind of want to know and I kind of don't want to know, sort of thing. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to know. You don't want that ever. But now that that thing is in your head and there's, you know, a reason for you to believe that maybe she's not, there's that, what, even if it's a 1% chance, you know, and it's more than 1%, right? She's fucking this other guy That's at the right. same exact time. How could you not need to know now? It's almost like you wish that you didn't have that information. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, right? Yeah, exactly. And there was times too where, again, she was friends with his wife. Oof, but I, right, of course. But, yeah. 
I'm working different shifts and that. Uh -huh. And there was times where she went to visit his wife at their place. Now, I don't know if his wife was actually there. I always assumed it. Right. Times, Maybe she, the wife wasn't there. She was going to visit him. That's exactly right. So I'm like I said, I've had so many scenarios in my head. And of course, now I'm not only feeling crazy, I'm feeling really angry because you made me feel crazy. And all these years later, I'm finding out I wasn't crazy after all. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, that's the way that it always is, especially that's what I always say. Like a lot of, you know, yeah. people who are cheating are always like sort of putting down the other person like they're acting so crazy. They're so crazy. It's just like, well, you're fucking doing something behind their back and they kind of yeah. know, you know what I mean? They know, but they don't know. And that's crazy making. But it's coming from the fact that you're doing something behind their back. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, and I remember too, like like I said, once everything started to come back in my head, I'm like, I remember having the argument with her too, because when I asked her about those emails, it's like, well, you have no business going in my emails, but first of all, you left it open, and second of all, well, after I read one of them, I was a little bit suspicious, and you were the one doing something you weren't supposed to, not me, and yeah. I was just looking for confirmation, because I'm like, if I find something out. I need to know. I don't want to listen, be left in yeah, yeah, listen, at this point, you guys are married you're, or you're getting married. I mean, somebody that didn't have anything to hide and wasn't cheating and fucking some, your friend behind your back would never say to you, you have no right to go into my email if it was just yeah. like up on the computer, you're sharing computer. You know what I mean? They, would, they wouldn't even mm -hmm. be a thing that they would even think of, you know? Right. She just said that because, the, you know, what else is she going to say? You know, that was all no, she I had to make herself feel right about. That was the only thing she was right about. And that's like kind of bullshit if you ask me. There's always like this sort of that moral question like, oh, if you're like with somebody, is it right to go looking through their stuff? And, you know, I mean, yep. it, you got to take it on a case by case basis. When And when somebody is really doing something and they're completely lying to you and you're going crazy and they're still making you go crazy and their fucking emails right in front of you, just go look at it, okay? Like, I'm sorry. I don't think it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't. It's whatever. No, that's it. And to be honest, like I said, I the first time or second, I forget what, she left it open. But, of course, after the first little bit of suspicion went in, yeah. I started every once in a while Going and looking. Right, of course. Exactly. So I wasn't 100% in the clear either but i figured i had somewhat reason to be in you were a human being you were going crazy yeah. i've been in that position before you know what i mean if you were my friend i'd be like right there with you looking and trying yeah. to help you find something because i would you know you wanted to you know either make those suspicions go away or just know it's like a very bad place to be yeah. you know good news strictly anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show so if you lead an interesting naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous if you're out and proud that's cool too send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com that's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website strictly anonymous podcast Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So anyway, we were back and forth for about a month. I wasn't in a very good place. And like yeah. I said, we argued a lot and I tried to be very strong in front of our daughter. I didn't want to have her deal with it. But of course, to take some of the pain away, I started to drink a little bit and I didn't do it to the point where I couldn't function. But 
you know, it's like a, it's a liquid lubricant and it yeah. kind of makes you say and do things that you normally don't do. Mm-hmm. There was one evening we were really, really going at it a bit and it's late at night. And I remember her asking me like, what do you want? And I didn't really have an answer. And I told her, I, I kind of think I need some time because I don't know how to process all this because you've kind of destroyed everything that I ever had. You've destroyed what we had. You mm-hmm. destroyed any trust I had with any kind of friends I had. And even I go to work and it just, it reminds me of it as I walk around. There. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it came to the point where she out, out and out told me, she says, well, we have to kind of stop discussing this because you're starting to make me feel bad. And I stopped for like about five seconds before I really laid into her. Like, this isn't about you. This is about me. You've had, but as I looked up, I could hear my daughter sort of in the background and I walked over and she had sort of overheard some of it, not all of it. And she was really crying. Right. And I went in, went in to comfort her and she basically, she hadn't heard anything. She didn't know what was going on, but yeah, she was afraid we were going to split and, she, and the, my, my heart instantly melted. And I'm like, okay, I, I have to try to make it work I for her. To, exactly. I have to yeah. try to work through it at least to see what happens. She's still young. I don't want her to grow up in a, it's, right. it's not like you're it. just thinking about yourself. It was, if it that's was right. just for you, you'd fucking walk, but it's now you're, th- you have a child that's and right. that's a very, so, you know, traumatizing thing to happen to a child at six years old for their parents to separate. Right. I, I, it right. didn't happen to me, but I've heard people talk about it and it's, you know, the child, it's a lot to put on them. So the next day I told my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to take a day just to think about it. But I said, I want to work on it. We've obviously, at this point, we'd been together probably 15 or 16 years now. Mm-hmm. So I said, I don't want to throw it away. Let me, the company I worked at actually had a really good service where you can call. It's completely anonymous and they'll set you up with counseling over the phone or in person. And in my particular case where I live, it's really far away from anything. It was easier to do over the phone. So yeah. I set up, set up some counseling over the phone and it really helped the woman I spoke with. Uh, she was very supportive and I explained everything and she suggested that maybe we should actually go for couples counseling because we were both kind of in this together. Yeah. So, so what I did was contact, uh, there's like a community center sort of set up where we live. And basically what they do is they send two questionnaires out the both spouses, fill them out, you send them back and then they call you back. So we went in, and what it is, they kind of interview you together. And right off the bat, it didn't start well for me because uh, the woman that was doing our interview said she read everything over. And then she just basically looked at me. She says, well, haven't you ever done anything you've been ashamed of? I said, well, not like this. This is not, this isn't something that I'm like, it's not petty in my eyes. I said, it's something pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she recommended, well, since my wife had already been dealing with this for so many years, I was the one that needed the therapy, not her. And I'm like, well, whatever, I, I, I'm willing to do anything to try. So I was basically shuffled off. So I'm getting therapy from two different people at the same time. And after what do you while, mean therapy I, from two different people? First of all, no, that lady's so I, nuts, that therapist. No, Are you kidding? I, that's why I say it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I wasn't trying to be combative or anything. It's just... I mean, to I, say, I, like, I, haven't you ever done anything? It's not like this was, like, a little thing that she did that you could compare. You know what I mean? Like, right, it I, just is something. 
I didn't eat the extra piece of cake. Uh, it was, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that was like the most weird. But I mean, I say this all the time because I always, I'm very pro therapy, but I always say that like, it's like the 90, 10 rule, like 90% of everything is garbage and 10% is good. So you're going to find right. more therapists that are terrible than you're going to find therapists that are good, you know, but you got to always keep going until you find the really good one. Because when you get it, because therapy does work and it is really beneficial. You just got to find the right person, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I, I finished up the therapy with the woman on the phone, the one that was set up through my company, and it, mm-hmm. it went really well. And then I, I actually went through and I thought about things and thought about things. And I t- actually told the one that I met in person, like, I, I think I can forgive her. It's just the forgetting is the problem right now because there's still a few things in my mind that I'm afraid to ask and that maybe I don't really want to know it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, explained everything to her and she was she agrees but she said if you need more help come back and so that was the end of that and that was about three to four years ago but I still had this really big sadness and this kind of gets starts getting to my secret part and as I've gone through some of your podcasts I see I'm not alone because what started to happen was I was kind of looking for something else besides the alcohol to kind of smooth over the wounds because I wasn't feeling good still, even though I sort of put the past behind me. I'm like, I need to do something more because like I said, I'd been, even when I was younger, I felt, I felt really awkward and I didn't feel like I fit anywhere mm-hmm. But with my, with my wife and it was all good. And I'm the kind of person. That's so you mean like shy. three or four years later, like you, you and her had worked past things and things were okay. That's it. We're right. coming up to about two years ago. Yeah. And, but I'd still still wasn't very happy. So I kind of, I remember one night I, one of the things the therapist recommended, I should take some time for myself because I was always around somebody. I didn't take any time for myself. Mm-hmm. So she suggested, even if you just go out, watch a movie by yourself, go do it. Right. So I said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did was I went out a couple times and I watched a couple movies. And then there was this one time I went, drove about an hour away, watched a movie. And then afterwards I had something to eat, had something to eat. I had a couple drinks and, I started having a few, few, uh, fewer inhibitions. So on my phone, I'm starting to search through and what pops up is escort ads. Mm-hmm. And at first I closed it off and didn't think anything of it. But the more I thought about it, it's like, uh, maybe cause I, before I met my wife, I'd never been with anybody else. And she was actually the same with me before me. We were both virgins when we met. Mm-hmm. So my head started to go through things and like, well, she's been doing somebody else. Maybe it's time for me to try it just to try it. Actually, one thing I forgot to mention to you, when we had our one year anniversary after we were married, we actually called an escort and had a threesome. Mm-hmm. It was something we had talked about a little bit and nothing much happened. We got together and my wife and the escort made out and they basically both went down on me. But then I ended up, uh, I ended up just having sex with my wife. I didn't, really do much with the escort it was more for her to play with her she didn't really it was kind of awkward because like i said we'd both only been with each other right Mm -hmm. so it it kind of it was good but it wasn't good and then after all this other stuff came out a few years later i was kind of suspicious that this was set up so she could go back and talk to this other guy about it and actually in my head i'd wondered if this whole thing was a something for him and her to get together with his wife but of course like right. i said i was i was so crazy at the time i didn't know what i was believing anymore yeah 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 maybe they did have threesomes like you don't know right but anyway like i said back to that night i i'm looking through the ads and i 
I, I couldn't bring myself to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just so curious now that maybe it's time for me to, to do something to make myself feel better. And I was the kind that never believed in anything like that before. Not, I had nothing against it, but I'm like, well, I you was mean cheating or, or escorts cheating, exactly. or both, right? Uh huh, cheating, escorts right? I had nothing against because we, like I said, you we tried, went, right? yeah, that's right. And I, I never had anything against it. So anyway, I, I found I had looked before because it was kind of like in the back of my head, but I never acted on it. So there was one actually really close to where I'd been. So I, I didn't because I. I didn't want to drive very far either. Not that I was drunk, but I didn't want to drive too far until I kind of sobered up a bit. Yeah. And it was basically one block down the road. So I called it. What was, was it's a, you call a receptionist and they run out of a, out of a hotel. They have a room that they rent and they have about five different girls. And what happens is you call and they give you a description of who's working and you pick from that. Mm -hmm. So I called up like over the phone. Exactly. Okay. So, because I was like uber careful, I always use throwaway emails, and I have apps that. Uh, <laughs> well, I you should know how to be careful because you were on the other end of things, so you know how to yeah, like exactly. lie, right? Because <laughs> <Exactly>. you <laughs> knew all the bad lying that got her caught. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my god. So I call up and I talk to the receptionist a bit, and I'm kind of back and forth, and I'm not sure. And she says, "Well, listen, I have this one. She's newer too, and." I think she'd be perfect. I said, fine. So I drove down the road. About How much were they later. charging you for this hookup? Actually, it's fairly cheap. Uh, I, if I remember right, it was about $120 for an hour. Okay, cool. So I go in, I go down the stairs, I walk down, knock on the door. And I'm like, at this point, my heart is pounding because mm-hmm. I've never, never done anything like this before. And I'm also still in that awkward stage where I don't, I'm still very, uh, I don't feel like... <laughs> it's going to be a good reception. So anyway, she opens the door and a nice big smile. And right away I felt a little bit more comfortable and went in, sat down on the bed with her. And she explained to me, she says, well, this is my restrictions. I don't do anal and I don't do whatever. I forget what it was. That's fine. And what do you like? And I kind of froze and she was basically after a few minutes, she said, it's okay. I can see you're nervous. Just relax. And I'm going to make you feel better. So she, gave me a massage and went through the paces. She did oral on me and eventually she got on top of me and, uh, half an hour later we were done and I, I didn't feel guilty, but I kind of felt a little bad because I'm like, I didn't want to be one of those people. But at the same time, I sort of felt a little bit better and like, okay, I've, it wasn't like I was doing it for revenge. I was as much as I could say in my head, I was doing it just to, uh, to, to satisfy my curiosity. Mm-hmm. So I left and what happened was I, I t- told her thank you and I tried to be polite because I didn't, I try to treat it like anybody else. I don't want to be mean to anybody. I, uh, anyway, I leave and I call the receptionist back and I told her thanks. And she says, well, if, if you don't mind what it is, you gave, you give your name, but of course I don't use my real name. She says, what we can do is if you have an email, we can send out just who's working over the next few months. That's fine. Yeah. So I forgot about it, but about a month later, I started to get the itch again and it's like, I'm starting to get in my head where I don't want to do this, but I'm really, really torn. So I call the same number back. You're torn because you're like really horny with the, uh, like when you think about it, (laughs) like the thought of it is makes you like excited. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. one of those things where part of me really, really wants to do it because I enjoyed having variety. Yeah. 
but the other part of me is like, now I'm doing exactly to my wife what she did to me. And yeah, and you know how that feels. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good about it, but I'm still not quite over that sadness where I just, anyway, I call back and she had my name marked down and I said, okay, I just like somebody because what I really, really, really like to do is I like to perform. I like to go down on a girl. Mm-hmm. So I asked her if there was somebody that enjoyed that because not everybody likes that. She goes, yeah, and I forget the name. We'll say her name was Brittany. And she, yeah. She, she, she enjoys it and she's very open. So I went in and I, I was a little bit more comfortable the second time around. It was the same place and I went downstairs and she opened it and she was probably not more than 22 years old. Now at the time I'm probably 35 or 36. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little bit not out of place, but maybe she's too young, but she was very happy and very comforting. So I, I started, I gave her a massage this time and then I eventually went down on her and I spent quite a bit of time and she really was responsive. She got into it quite a bit and she, uh, she let me know how, how good it was. Now I, of course, at the same time, I'm thinking it's an act. She's just doing this cause she wants me to come back or leave a big tip or, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can tell she's actually really, really enjoying it. She's not putting on a complete show, maybe some of it, but then it came time for me to get on top of her and she had given me a condom to put on and I, I put it on, but it was a little bit small for me. She actually looked and said, Oh, you're a lot bigger than I thought you would be. And of course that's like probably for most men, that's like crack. I mean, you get that in your head. And <laughs> right. so she, she gives me a bigger, anyway, I finished with her and again, I thank you very much. And I left and this time I'd given her, I'd given her the same email that I gave to the receptionist just to keep in touch. Cause she said, if you're ever interested, I'll give you my schedule. If you want to come back and see me again, so that's fine. Yeah. A couple, couple days later, I got an email and she, it was Brittany herself. And she said, I never had orgasms like that. I really hope you come back and see me again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just assuming this is a stick. Yeah. So I, that's what I would think. But a few months later, I again was back in town and I'm like, well, well, maybe I'll do it one last time. And I called up and the receptionist said, oh, is this Dawn the same one that saw Brittany? Yep. Apparently what happens is there's this, the girls together, they'll get together too and they'll talk about clients. And actually I was given, a, <laughs> they give reviews too and they give a very, a very good review of me. So again, it's like cracking my head. I'm like, really? And said, this other one would like to see you. So I went and saw her and the same thing happened. I spent a good hour just on her and she was, she was like, she was into it. She was arching her back and she was like screaming. And there was a point where I thought maybe the cops were going to show up because it was getting to the (laughs) point where she was, but again, in the back of my head, like, this is great. I'm doing, I'm feeling more fulfilled than I ever had, even though with my wife, uh, I always have and always will I do as much as I can to have her orgasm before I do. I want to make sure she has a satisfaction before I do. But it was just in my head, it was kind of nice to have that feeling with somebody else knowing that it wasn't a sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just fueling my, fueling my want to see that again and again and again. And she mentioned it as well. She goes, Oh, you're, looking at you i wouldn't think you're that big down there i'm like oh i kind of <laughs> wish you wouldn't say that because so i this is going on now after about a year i'd gone maybe five times six times and i'm like i gotta stop because i don't first of all i don't want to get caught 
And second of all, this isn't really who I am. I'm not the kind of person that does this. I, I, I really am not. I, I want to act all innocent, but at the same time, it's like the self-affirmation I'm getting from doing it, it, it just really, really was helping me deep down. Right. But I stopped for about four or five months, and then I started looking in, in my area closer to home. I started to notice a few ads pop up, and it's, it's kind of a website like Backpage where it's more amateur people doing it. And what I did was I contacted one person, and I didn't think anything of it. And then the next day I got an email back, and she basically explained, I'm a single mother, and I'm doing this on the side just to help pay the bills. And I said, okay. So I said, I, I, I had weird hours. Like I said, I don't know when I'll be able to see you, but I, I'd like to see you eventually. So finally the day came. And again, I got to the point where I said, I just can't help myself. So I, I called her up and she goes, yeah, get here in a half an hour. So I went there again and same thing. I really went, did what I could with her and she seemed to enjoy it. And I sort of half explained things to her saying, you know, like, I'm doing this. I don't feel great about it, but she's, she had told me she'd come out of a bad relationship too. And she was kind of doing this cause she wasn't ready to have a full-time boyfriend anymore, but she sort of enjoyed having clients on the side. Yes, she made money, but some of the people she met were really, really comforting to her. So I'm like, I felt somewhat better out of that. Again, I don't know how much of it's true or not, but I went with it and I saw her one other time and everything seemed great. And then about, week or two later I get an email from her telling me that one of her friends actually was wanting to get into the business and if I would agree to go over and see her just to be like a not a test client but one of the early clients because she wasn't her friend wasn't really sure if she was going to like it or not mm -hmm. so I said fine I did that too and now this is like I said we're going on a year year and a half after I'd found everything out and I'm starting to the guilt is starting to pull in a bit because I said you know what this is getting to the point where I'm really having a problem because I, I know part of it is probably they're playing me a little bit, but at the same time, every time I hear that, and I know that I'm doing some, you know, if I'm making them feel good, I'm feeling good at my, in myself too. So I, I did go over and I saw her and I said, this, this will be the last time, but she was very nice. And she was the same thing. She was a friend of this other woman that I had met. She was a single mother and she'd had some bad experiences, but she wasn't sure if she really wanted to be in it. She just, she wanted to try it out to see how she would like it. Cause the other, the first one that I had met, she'd had some bad experiences, so she wasn't quite sure. And I guess they were pretty honest with each other, but I saw her and I said, I said this has got to be it because I, I really started to doubt myself because I didn't, my biggest thing was I didn't want at this time. Now, this is about a year and a half ago. I, my thought was if my daughter was ever find out, what would she think of me? That was my worst fear, really. Right, uh-huh. But everything went well, and I, I had stopped up until about six months ago, and I went. I, I, that was the last time I actually went. I saw one more escort, and I don't know what it was that caught my eye, whether I happened to be alone. They were out doing something, and I, your podcast, you always say you hate when you leave and the man's alone at home. And as soon as I heard <laughs> that, I'm like, yep. I went right. and saw her, and she, and see, met now about a year and a half ago, I'm now in my early 40s, and she was, she told me she was 21, but I would guess she was more like 19 or 20. And mm -hmm. again, I, I had a good time, but as I'm leaving, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, back of my mind, she's 
probably only about seven or eight years older than my daughter. And I said, something, something right there stopped me. And I said, you know what? I, I have to stop. But over the last three years or so, since I had found out what really happened with my wife and this other guy, I must have gone every three or four months. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I'm putting on this, not show, but I try to keep where no one who knows me would realize what I'm actually doing with my free time. Yeah, of course. Nobody knows. No, like you haven't told anybody except everyone that's nope. listening to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, that's it. You and know, the like, escorts. How long has right. it been since you've done something like that? It's been six or eight months. Now. I don't remember exactly, but it's it was in the last year, but it's it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. And but the, yeah, keep going. No, I was just going to say, but the thing that sort of makes it, I think, a happy ending, I I would say anyway, is maybe about six or five or six months ago, we, my wife and I started talking a little bit and she'd actually brought up when we went and saw that escort on our first anniversary. And one thing she brought up was she was, well, back then I was pretty young and I, I didn't enjoy myself because I uh, I was really jealous watching you with the other girl. Even though I hadn't done anything full on, she had she had uh, blown me, done a you know massage me and a few things like that. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like you're jealous of that. I didn't really do anything, and you were actually there when you were doing stuff behind my back. But what had happened was, after a little bit of talking, she's one of us. I think she brought it up. She said, "Ask me if I thought it would be hot." if we would ever meet up with another couple and maybe watch them have sex in front of us and we could do the same. And I said, you know what? I've thought of that too. So it sort of started to lead in the path where we were going to start looking to go out together and start finding that. Yeah, that is good. So then you'll be able to have that variety and all that stuff within your relationship and you won't have to keep doing this other thing because, you know, you say it's not revenge, but a part of you could do it because there's still a part of you maybe with the unresolved feelings of like sort of maybe anger at what she had done to you, right? So it was, you could not feel 100% horrified by what you were doing to her, right? It was like a little bit, you could justify it, right? She kind of did this to me. No, exactly. You know, like as much as I say it's not out of revenge, I'm sure it's at least 50% out of revenge. And it's the other 50% to try to make myself feel better. And as time's gone on, I have felt better. I understand shit happens. I get it. The thing that I had a problem with, with that whole thing with her and the other guy was, it's, it's probably stupid to say, but if it was one of those things where it was a one night stand, shit happened. Sometimes you let stuff get out of control. I can almost understand it, but this went on for about two Yeah, there's so many. Years. Well, that's why I always say this on my podcast, like, cause I have so many different people that uh, call in and that cheat on their wives or their cheating stories, cheat on their boyfriends, whatever it is, cheating in general, right? Whether you're a man or a woman. And I always say like, you can't just make a blanket statement and say like every single person that cheats is a horrible. I mean, there's very, exactly. there's like you have, to hear the whole story right because yep. every kind of cheating is different and it's some of them are a lot worse than others I mean what happened to you is one of the worst because a it was with somebody that you were friends with it was like right under your nose I mean there was massive deceit going on like that's it wasn't like it was like you said a one night thing maybe she was fucking drunk she fucked somebody you know what I mean mm-hmm. never saw them again I mean you had probably one of the worst scenarios that could happen to somebody, you know, the worst kind of cheating, which is like, you know, and, and you were able to get to some point like to, and to stay with her. 
and okay. have, you know, to keep that relationship going. But, you know, there was that little bit that was still in you that wasn't completely uh, probably over it. And it, or, you know, or maybe you have a little bit of that in you. That's the whole thing. Somebody recently on my podcast was putting down cheaters. Oh yeah. It was that it's a guy that was on my show recently. Who's never been married. And he was like, oh, you're he was putting down the guy who cheated on his wife. And I'm like, yeah, you know that you would never fucking cheat. You've never been in a relationship mm-hmm. for 10 years. You know, you just don't know. Right. And like, look what happened to you. You're not a cheater, but you cheated, right? Like your yep. wife, you looked at her down on, her for so you know so much because of what she did and then you know fast forward a couple years you're doing the same fucking thing and it just really goes to show you that you can't that's why i'm not judgmental about things because you just never know right things just like happen right and that's right and human beings are just like messy and life is messy and these kind of things happen and it's kind of crazy because here you are somebody that was like a victim of something that was so horrible and you know how it feels to be cheated on and then you become the cheater you know it's kind of interesting right to be on the other foot like does that let me ask you this because i had one girl who was cheated on by her boyfriend and then she started like sort of fucking somebody else and then she started to realize that like she had she was able to accept his cheating more because she started to realize like that it didn't really mean anything like there was like you know when she was able to have sex with somebody else behind his back i don't know like what she said was it, it was interesting to me because it, she said it kind of made her realize it wasn't that bad i don't know it gave her like a different perspective right on his cheating when she was cheating did that any of that occur to you or not at all <laughs> no uh, it's time like i say Time heals all wounds, I guess, is what they say. And as time's gone on, it's gotten a little bit... It still bugs me because there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. And think about that one night especially where I went through and I could have actually basically caught them in the act. If I had have seen that right there that many years ago, yeah. things would have been different. But like I, I remember very vividly you mentioning in one of your podcasts something along the lines of you think there's people on the other side sort of watching out for you. Yeah. And that stuck in my head because I thought to myself, you know, if I had opened that door or whatever had happened, my life, your whole life would be complete. Right. Your daughter wouldn't exist. One way or another. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, maybe everything happens for a reason. Maybe it's not the end of the world. Right, you weren't ready and to, you're supposed to be with this person. Right, because like if you, you can't, like to say that moment would have changed, it would take away every single day you've had since then, right? And I'm sure it's right. more good than bad, right? Even though that's you right. had, that was a terrible thing that happened to you. So that's I think right. that's and a that, very positive way to look at things. And that's it. It took me a year or so, maybe two years almost to realize that. And mm-hmm. as I move forward, like you said, it's I can understand it more. Uh, we're human beings. It's animal instincts. There's sometimes some things you can't control. And sex drive, the drive for sex exactly. is, is very powerful. Look, it's, it has you even going back, even though you know it's wrong. It had her fucking your friend right underneath your nose, right in the yeah, beginning yeah. of her marriage, like it because she oh, was yeah. just so horny for him. Like, but now maybe you could understand that because you were so horny for those girls. And it was variety. It wasn't like you were in love with her, right? That's right. That's right. And that's how I sort of justified it in my head. Like, well. I have nothing with these people, even though a couple of them after the fact would sort of contact me like it was really good. And I always assumed it was because they wanted more money. But like I said, the first time or two, but I, what was nice about it, I, I try to take some positive out of it. Yeah. Because like I said, as I'm growing up, I'm really awkward. I don't feel like anybody has any kind of attraction towards me. And as the last couple of years have taught me, I've noticed a couple of times where now I'm starting to see maybe people are flirting with me and 
I wouldn't have seen that before. I would have just brushed it off, never thought twice about it. It happened like my wife bugs me. Uh, we go to grocery stores, we go to Walmart, stuff like that. She always tells me those cashiers and these people were totally flirting with you. I'm like, no, they're not. There was one time a year ago, actually, I went to Walmart and I had, I was waiting in line and I had my phone out and the girl behind the cash took my phone. She goes, Oh, what are you looking at? And here's my Instagram account. And please put me on your list. And she put, and then I went back a week later and I've been putting all these pictures up for you. and You're not commenting on I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> right. I'm, in, I'm, I'm in my early forties and she's maybe 20 years old and it got me in a bit of trouble. But at the same time, like, deep down I felt a little bit happy that that happened it's like you know what I I have something that I never knew before right and maybe I think what you're getting at is that maybe sort of being with those women and having them sort of like feed your ego right yeah maybe helped your (laughs) self-esteem Exactly. I know it sounds stupid, but no, there was a guy. Wait, there was a guy. It's probably a podcast that people have to go to Libsyn to find is because it's very old. But there was like an older guy who like really and he it was really real. Like if you listen to the podcast that like going to escorts really helped him feel better about himself. You know, I remember listening to that one. Mm -hmm. There was a couple that stuck out in my mind. I remember the one that sort of started everything with me contacting you was, uh, I think her name was Christine, the one that was gang banged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear the three podcasts? Because that was an interesting rollout. That was the one. The third one when she actually broke up and I heard her, she was mad because he went through her texts. I'm like, holy fuck, that's me right there. Exactly. Yeah. And I was a little bit pissed, but at the same time, I, I. I said, I've lived through, I can understand, I can almost understand both sides of that. Right. Now you can. That's right. And then there was another one that was Gabe. I believe he was another one that his wife cheated on him. And I remember listening to that. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so fucking bad for this guy. There was two in a row that I had. And it was very interesting to me because each person sort of had the same thing happen. And the one who fared better and was having, you know, like swinging with his wife and was able to get over it had a much worse scenario happen to him, right? I mean, he found out that that girl was pregnant by somebody else, right? Like, and he kept with that. I mean, it was really bad what happened to him. And he was able to not only pass that, you know, get beyond that and stay with his wife. They were having like the best relationship anyone could ever imagine because they were like swinging and fucking other people and they were in an open relationship. And it was all really good i mean this didn't ruin the relationship it helped their relationship yeah eventually. I actually, that's right i actually listened to those two podcasts back to back because you had mentioned that you had two sort of similar but with completely different endings yeah i sort of see myself sort of a mix of the two because i can sort of see both mm-hmm. but i'm trying to have the better ending out of it that's what i'm trying to work for and actually the last six months or so my wife and i we've sort of started to look through the craigslist ads and sort of things like that we've actually we started to, uh, we sort of chat with another couple and we're getting to the point where there's a chance we might eventually meet up there. And we've expressed basically the main, main point of this is my wife really is curious. She wants to go down on another woman and this, the wife of this other couple really wants to be explored like that. So it's like, we're it's getting the perfect closer situation. to that point. It's, yeah. It seems that way. That's just the only thing in the back of my mind. I still have that worry. Like, could something come up? You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm being overreactive about it, but I'm, I'm still a little bit gun shy on it. Uh, wh- how come? Just because I'm afraid, even though like I basically told her, I said, it's okay if we do this, but I'm going to be in control of all the communication. You're going to see everything. Like I'm not going to hide. Wait, 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 wait. Cause you're still worried that she would be I'm starting. Just worried. Out there? 
but it as well at this point on, maybe it's because you don't trust yourself either i mean because well, yeah no matter what we do we're doing it together we're not going to contact anybody like if if i get a text or something from this person or this couple i show her if a picture could we've been trading pics back and forth and we're going to be doing uh a, a FaceTime live sort of thing. Uh-huh. If things work out, we're going to actually try to meet up in the next month or two. Yeah, you're definitely going to be, do, you're definitely heading in that direction. I mean, there's, you're going to, I mean, I can't wait for that call because I, I want to, I want that story too. You know, that's the next part of like, the story, right? You said yeah. you have three parts. That's the fourth part, part right? Exactly. It's, it's incomplete right now. But I think it's like very that. smart of you to, you know, create some rules and regulations beforehand because I've got another thing that I have a lot on my podcast is like swingers gone wrong stories, right? And I have swingers that go very right stories too, right? And the difference is the people who are really sort of honest with each other and they have, they, you know, they communicate about it and they have their rules and their boundaries or whatever ahead of time, you know, intact. And, you know, you got to know yourself, right? If you still have a little bit of, you that doesn't trust her because of what happened because there was a lot of deceit going on in that relationship even though people would be like you're a fucking hypocrite you're cheated too but that's we're not talking about that right we're talking about you in the scenario and you need to sort of be in control of things then that's what you need you know but like i I feel like i have to be devil's advocate and say like what there's other people that are probably listening right now and saying but what about you like what if you start having something with somebody else i mean can you trust yourself I, I can, I, I know it, like you said, it sounds hypocritical to say it, but in my mind, I have a really good life. We both have a really good life. We we're enjoying what we have right now. And if we can add to it, that's basically what we want. I have no, no inkling to start anything. Like I said, I've Do had, you still go to therapy. No, I haven't. It's been about a year. I think you, this is, this is, this is what you need to do because I think you're headed in the right direction with her. I think if she never finds out and you never fuck another escort, I think that would be really good, you know? Uh, but I think you need to resolve that little bit of stuff that you still have that's against her in Mm. this scenario. I don't think you're a hundred percent over what happened and I understand that I think it's yeah. you know really hard right um, I think you're really close but I think you should while you're doing everything else with your wife and moving on with your relationship and getting involved in swinging and doing all that stuff I think you should continue just to talk to somebody and try to get rid of that last 5% because then not only like I said because you maybe trust her more you could trust yourself because at this point you know, what about you in this situation? You know, you had that, like, you know what that desire, that sexual sort of mm-hmm. pull is, you know? What if you start to want to do something and, it, you know, if that little part of you is still inside that kind of feels like, well, she did that and I didn't know, you know, uh, you might wind up doing that. And you don't want to screw things up. Like, you're almost like, because you, listen, if she ever found out about the escorts, she'd probably dump your ass. She probably wouldn't oh, stay yeah. with you like you stayed with her, right? <laughs> this is the fact. Yep. No, right? You're, you're right. No, I, it's not going to happen. So, you know, you're at this point, you're like scot free, right? Just like her. But eventually, she, I don't know, those fucking tights that you found. I mean, in so many years later, and then she said she uh, admitted it to you. I mean, like, my advice to you is deny, deny, deny if anything yeah, yeah. came out five years from now. But, like, you don't want her to find out, but you don't ever want to do it 
again, because if she did find out, I, it, you know, like I said, you'd lose everything that you work so hard to sort of keep intact. So I think it's best for you to stop with the fucking escorts. If she's going to give you full reign to screw other people, I think you're going to have to learn how to trust her more. And I think that has to do with you sort of going into therapy and coming clean with somebody else besides me and my listeners about what yeah. you did and maybe face that part of you and what you did and what that was all about maybe that'll help you you know um Mm -hmm. so that you go into this next phase if you guys are going to become full-on swingers and everything in a in a in a in a way that's like more sort of grounded and safe that it will be a positive experience and it doesn't blow up in your fucking face yeah no that's it like even about a month ago right when the holidays were hitting there was a time too where i was actually (laughs) Believe it or not, I was proud of myself. Uh, we were at home, mm-hmm. and one of her girlfriends came over. My wife's girlfriends came over, and they kept to themselves. But they were we were playing cards together too, and we we all drank quite a bit. And my wife doesn't keep her alcohol well, so ended up being one two in the morning. She went to bed. The girlfriend was staying over. Girlfriend had kids. She's friends with my daughter, so wife's in bed and i'm sitting on the couch just after cleaning out i'm just going to watch a little bit of tv before i turn in and her friend sits really close to me and i forget the conversation but i started to get the feeling like she's asking for something and i sort of changed was the she subject. drunk too she was well lubricated yeah. yes okay we, we'd all i wasn't actually out of everybody i was actually the best i'd only had a couple drinks i wasn't too bad uh-huh. But she's she's a single mother. She'd been alone for quite a while, and my wife and her are pretty good friends. And it just seemed to me like, again, maybe I'm maybe I'm overextending it, but it just seemed like she was maybe coming on to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but the funny thing about all that was, my wife actually really has a a girl crush on her. To put it that way, she would actually like to go farther with her, but this uh, this girl has no desire to. Uh, to do anything with try, her. Yeah, to try that. Right. Because the funny thing was, I actually asked her a, a couple of weeks, my wife, a couple of weeks ago, I said, when you get time, if you see a picture on the internet, pick your biggest fantasy. Just pick your biggest fantasy, take a picture of it and send it to me on my phone. I'd like to know. Yeah. So the next day I was at work and I get a text and I open it up and basically what it is, it's two women in the 69 and the guys behind one of the women banging her. Uh-huh. So I, I asked my wife, I said, which which one are you? She goes, well, I'm the one underneath looking the other one while you're banging her. Right. So she wants to see you with somebody else too. So you're going to, yeah. So there's no reason for you to go straying because she's going to let you do it right with her. And that's kind of what I'm trying to take from it too. Like I've done my, I've done my bad stuff. I, I don't feel great about it. I've been good for the last year, year and a half. I have it straight. And just with this other stuff coming out, I'm like, well, maybe that's a sign too that, the stars are aligning. Maybe I should just not chance it and oh my God. see how I, things go. Yeah, do not. First of all, you so you haven't been with an escort in a year and a half? That's right. Okay, that's good. And you should you should not do it ever again. I don't think it's for you. It's not like who you are, like you said. Uh, 
I, I get that things happen and stuff, but the fact that you're in a relationship now, you've been through a lot of stuff with this woman. She's the mother of your child. You guys are obviously in a good place now. She's looking to open up your relationship. She's comfortable enough with you now to sort of let you in on like her fantasies and have you included in them, right? <laughs> Instead of yeah. hiding out in the washroom at work, right? Uh, and yep. she's going to not only be with somebody else, she wants you to be with that person. I mean, like you're going to have it made, okay? You're going right. to have like the thing that most guys would die for. So, uh, you know, this is something that you don't want to mess up now, okay? You guys are even as far as, like, the cheating has gotten, you know, the cheating goes. And, you know, call that a day and move into this next phase, you know, with a clean slate, right? Where you guys Mm -hmm. are just going to be cool with each other, completely honest, and do this in the right way. Because this is like, you're lucky if this works out for you. And it should work out. There's no reason why it won't, won't work out for you. The only reason why it wouldn't is if you go and fuck it up by, you know, doing what you know isn't right. It wasn't right. You knew it wasn't right. You did it a bunch of times. You haven't done it for a while. If that itch comes back, just don't scratch it. Do you understand? Just just don't scratch it. And it will pass. Like, just sit Mm -hmm. there in the uncomfortableness of not and just don't do it and the and you know you've already gone a year and a half i think that that's good you know what i mean it's not like you just did it last week and i'm telling you don't ever do it again you know you're more yeah you've been you the hardest part is like after you're doing it all the time to stop doing it you know but you you've already sort of stopped so i think that that's really good don't ever get back into doing it no the thing the only thing that it makes it a little bit difficult i don't it's hard to explain and it may sound like a cop-out but the only thing that makes it a little bit difficult is my daughter and this other couple, like the guy that she ended up having the affair with and her, yeah, his wife, they had a, they've had a couple kids and my daughter and his boy actually go to the same school and they're one year apart. And I'm fucking terrified that they're going to get together, if you know what I mean. Because you, wait, you, so you don't know for a fact, like, do you never got any kind of, is that what you're talking about? Like, are you? Well, it's not even that. It's just the idea, like, let's just say she's going to be 12 years old this year. Let's just say in two years they're in high school now and they happen to become a couple, my daughter and this guy's son. And I have to deal with that family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I am completely fucking, I, I would be Does just he know that you know? No, there's been many times I fantasized about how I would fuck his life up, but I've never done it. I yeah, that's normal. Not, I, what's not normal more, is to actually act it out. It's normal to have no. those fantasies, but it's never. I don't believe in that, and I think that only comes no. back at you. You know. Well, that, no, that was the thing. Like when I went through the therapy, one of the things they asked me to do was to write a letter out. Like if I was going to yeah. write a letter to give him, and I did that, uh-huh. and I've kept it all these years. But about a month ago, I threw it out. I said, I think I'm past that now. That's good. But even at that, the back of my mind, I'd so fucking like to fuck his life up. Of course. Because, of course. He had your girl. What he was doing, it was so shady of him. I mean, because it wasn't it. just her. I mean, you've dealt with like the feelings about like what she did to you, but he was doing something to you too. He was your friend. Yep. No, that's it. And the thing that, well, not the only thing, but the main thing that sauce me is that I think about it and like, I don't want, he has two kids now with his wife 
I don't want to fuck their life up because they have absolutely nothing to do with it. And I don't want to, my daughter to think less of her mother about it either. You know, like right, right. open a massive can of where I would feel better about it for about three seconds. And then I feel much worse than I do now. No, I think you made all the right decisions. I mean, I, you know, you're, you know, you're a good dad because like you sort of put a lot of your feelings aside for your daughter. And I think that that's the right thing to do when you have kids. It is about them, right? You have to put some part of yourself on the side, right? Like, I mean, and, and you have really thought of her over yourself a lot by, yeah. you know, right? And I think it's it's still important to do that in this situation. And you're right to think that it would just open up a can of worms and it would cause big problems for everybody. And for what? You're, you're past it. You're so past it. And I just think that's why you should still be in a little bit of therapy because, you you know, not only your little feelings left on your wife that you don't trust her if you guys are, you still have a little distrust for her. But uh, what happened to you with this guy and the fact that he still kind of lives in your world and something could happen, you know? And and if you, if you could talk about that shit and dump it someplace yeah. once a week or w- once every other week, I mean, you don't need to hardcore therapy. You're pretty good to go. You know, it'll help you mm-hmm. release it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's there, right? It's there. It doesn't go away on its own. People think, you know, put sweeping shit under a rug. It does, What do you think it does under the rug? It stays there. You want to mm-hmm. get it out, you know, and the best way to get it out is to talk about it. Really. It really does help. Yeah. One, I, I see him every once in a while. I try to stay clear because if it starts, I'm not going to be able to contain my, you know, like if I start letting it out. So I try to just stay away. I run into his wife once in a while and I kind of felt bad because I do remember the time that there was one time where she had called me for something. My wife was gone and we were talking, his wife and myself, we were talking and she was sort of putting my fears to rest. And cause she'd sort of, I know she had the same feelings, but she knew I had, those suspicions yeah and we we were talking about it and we spent a good hour and a half on the, this is while it was going on i found out quite a bit after that actually that was one time they were together in a car doing it in the parking lot oh my god but i'm like holy fuck you know like just it's kicking the balls every time i turn because yeah. every time i think of something i'm like you know what why didn't i realize that i was so stupid back then or maybe no 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 you weren't stupid you did know you did realize actually you were smart unfortunately and you did know it would have been better for you if you just never knew anything and you were oblivious i always like envy people like that that are with the biggest cheaters and they're just totally trusting them you know what i mean where you're kind of like so obvious right but like you did kind of know you know like you did you had a lot of you have a very big part of you that knew something was up, but you just didn't have that confirmation. Maybe you weren't ready for it. Maybe you didn't want to know for sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a million sort of reasons why, but it wasn't like you were dumb. But I think that that's why, you know, so many years later, you still have those feelings and that's the stuff that you need to sort of resolve. Because I think you could get past those feelings too. I think yeah. you kind of can. Yeah. no, It just takes work. It's like the last year, like I said, it started to feel a little bit better. And actually I stumbled about about upon your podcast because I was looking, as I said, we were looking sort of to expand our relationship a little bit. Yeah. I was looking in the sec in the sexuality, and I I found your podcast and I downloaded a few of the ones that sounded interesting, and I soon realized they were all interesting. So I've been listening <laughs> to as right. many as I could. Right. There, there's a lot of me in every one of those podcasts. As funny as that sounds, like I yeah. can pick little pieces out and and myself, relate. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why I do my podcast because I think that other people, I mean, imagine how many other people out there are listening and feel the same way that I don't hear from. You know what I mean? And I think it's important because I think this is like real life stuff that happens, right? And the stuff that people deal with and it makes people feel good to know that they're not alone and they're not terrible people. People do bad things, but most of the time people aren't bad people. It doesn't make them bad people. You know, your wife did a really bad thing, right? But does that make her a terrible person? No, it just made her, she was young. You were the only person she fucked. Like, there's a, you know, you could, if I was talking to her, I could be, I could understand where she's coming from and she probably would feel really bad at what she did, but she did it. But you know, what? that's life, right? No one's that's here it. to be perfect. That's not what it's that's about. It. No, that's it. That's the way I look at it. Like, But you have to look at it that way with the guy too. You know what I mean? You have to start sort of doing that as well because that'll only help you. It It doesn't mean you have to like him or ever be friends with him. You know what I mean? No, that's it. It sounds stupid, but I almost have more hate for that guy than I do her because in my mind, he took advantage of somebody that was vulnerable, who knew, and she told me maybe she's full of shit, but she said, well, he treated me like shit. I didn't really enjoy it, but there was just something I couldn't resist. And I said, okay, it doesn't make a lot of sense in my head. Cause like if someone treats me like shit, I don't want anything to do with them. But yeah, but girls are different. We have I, bad fathers exactly. and then we like I, to be treated like shit. I mean, you know, that's just the way that it happens. You know what I mean? I've gone along. I've read a few books. And I, <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things that I said, okay, <laughs> I don't girls understand like. it, but I guess that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. But like, you know, listen, I mean, if you sat down and we had him on this call and we heard his side of things, maybe you would feel different too. I mean, you can't sort of nope. sit there and have him be the only bad person in the scenario. If you're able nope. to look at your wife and sort of understand it, if you're able to look at yourself and your own sort of bad doings, what you've done that has been pretty bad, right? And cheating on your wife with the escorts, you, you're going to have to figure out a way to sort of look at him and be like, you know, maybe somewhat understanding it. Like I said, you don't have to like forget about it. You don't have to become best friends with him, you know? Um, maybe he's a douchebag, you know, and he's, but then you got to feel sorry for him because, you know, douchebags aren't really happy people. I don't think, you know, so I, you just got to come to some place where that is kind of put to rest. I think that'll be better for you. Yep. No, that's it. I, like I said, I don't usually judge people and even with everything that's happened, I've, I try not to judge people. Yeah. Like I said, it took me more time than I would have liked to, but I'm trying to like, okay, I, Maybe he was unhappy. She was maybe, I don't remember anything sticking out in my mind, but at the same time, I'm not going to. Listen, you know what that draw, you know what that horny kind of pull is, right? Maybe he had Mm -hmm. that for your wife and he knew it was wrong, but he couldn't do it. You understand that. You know what I mean? So you gotta like, and that's why I think just a little bit of stuff will help you because there's no reason at this point, so many years later for you to even waste a half hour feeling angry or really mad at somebody, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't feel good. Right. And you know, you're, and, and I think that if you work a little bit more in therapy, you could release that too and get on with your life because I think things are going in a really good direction with your wife. I can't wait for the that next, like I said, the, <laughs> the fourth part of this story. Yeah. I'm going to wrap it up now. We're at hour. You know, I, I can't wait to hear that stuff, but I think you want to go into that next chapter with a little bit. I just want you to clean out the rest of the little stuff that's left from that whole yeah. big scenario in your life. And I think you might have to come to a little bit of terms with like what you did too. And, uh, you know, sort of face that, forgive yourself, talk about that with somebody else as well. Not your wife, 
It's yeah. not your wife. It's somebody else. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. The only funny thing I'd like to leave you with yeah. is about a month and a half, say two and a half months ago. Yeah. Like I said, we were talking about maybe trying to meet another couple. So we put an ad on Craigslist just to see. Yeah. And not much happened. And all of a sudden we got an email from somebody and I started to read through it. And it sort of, I don't know if you've ever chatted, talked, text or whatever with people and you sort of get a, get a handle on how they speak and how they write. Yeah. I started to say, it started to seem familiar and they were telling me that they were a couple, they had met other couples and the guy was writing to me and said he was by asking if I was by and they would really like to meet up and they sent a picture and when I scrolled down to the picture, Don't even it, was tell actually, me. it was my wife's sister and her ah! husband. Oh my so, God. That's the best like, story I've ever heard. Wait, are you serious? Your I'm wife's sister? Wife. So what I did was I... <gasps> oh my God, wait, her, her right husband? Away. And he said he's bi? Yep. Oh yep. my and God. They, about a week after that, moved out west. So I kept it to the on the down low and I knew exactly where they'd moved. So I noticed on craigslist another ad sort of similar to what i had placed and i contacted them with my fake email and i got the exact same response so i finally showed my wife said you've got you've got to see this she felt actually better after because she's like you know what i'm not the only one that thinks that way uh, yeah I exactly that and like just, she knows now her sister's got a freak flag too and her husband and they're into oh, that stuff it was just i'm telling you though when i scrolled and i saw the picture it, just about floored me and my wife too she's like no fucking way <laughs> that first of all is the greatest story ever if anyone takes anything from that story uh take from it don't put your fucking face in your pictures okay nope. when you send it please i mean nope. what were they thinking that's like the dumbest I thing i mean did you i mean come on but that and is was, hilarious and it was did you ever have idea. an idea that that guy was no not right. even one percent not nothing and like i thought I always try to keep an open mind too. Like, well, maybe they were hacked and someone stole a picture, but he actually sent his phone number. I'm like, well, it's not fucking uh, too hard to figure out. And it was his phone number. It was his phone number. And it was actually the mo the number they had before they moved out West. And it's like, well, obviously you're not hiding it too much. And that was my first thought too. Like, buddy, you got to be a little bit careful on who you're telling and who you're showing on your first email. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially because he was like doing it in his town, like where he lives. Uh, like, right. Exactly. I mean, so look, it. he and threw it in and he had his sister's. What I mean, like the odds are like pretty high that you're going to send your picture to somebody that, you know, and look at who it was to. I mean, that is, but you know what? That was the funny thing. After I told my wife, we talked about it. She says, you know what? If the picture wasn't sent, there was a chance we could have met yeah. up. You know, like, oh my I'm God, like, he's right. She's right. <laughs> that was for me. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I never thought of that, right? If they didn't put the pictures of the face, then you'd actually go. And then you say, this is why I think you should like when you do that, like go into other towns or something. That's so close. I mean, you don't know, but that is great. That is so funny i wonder if anybody else that's happened to them i'm sure it has right i mean but like, i i have to imagine yeah yeah but the fact that it was like the specifics of this actual scenario is so great the fact that it was like not only someone that you knew it was like your wife's sister and the fact that the guy was copying and being by like i mean like that's I, too much like information 
too much, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I'm not judgmental, so I'm like, whatever's good, and I haven't told anybody except for her. My wife knows, and and now your wife knows her. that they're fun, just like she's oh, fun, yeah. and you guys are all gonna have fun. And I can't wait That's to it. hear about your. That was a great story, by the way, to end with. That was funny, and <laughs> you could have started with that one. That was good too. But uh, I loved your long story about where where you're going, and it, to me, it was like reading a good book. It had those three different scenarios, and now I can't wait to hear the next thing that happens. So let's keep me. Posted it when you and your wife yes. you know do but you make some rules and regulations and then call me back with you know and we'll talk about what those were and how it all went down and what happened okay all right good luck and keep you could you just go find another therapist and just get in it i will okay all right good luck all with right. everything thanks. thanks for calling in bye thank you bye, bye. do you have a story lifestyle situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous